Welcome to VC for Stupid Idiots. We are your idiots, Marianne, Michelle, and Francesco from NomadicMinds.Capital. Here, we interview the best investors on the planet to learn their secrets and tell them a lot of bad jokes. Then, we use their knowledge to invest in emerging market startups. Because this is the most effective way to lift people out of poverty and make outstanding returns. If you want to see what we are investing in this week, please join us at nomadicminds.capital. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of VCs for Stupid Idiots where we are your idiots and today we have a very special guest, Max. Max, welcome to our podcast and may I ask you to give a little bit of an intro about yourself? Of course, of course. Yeah, my name is Max uh, Moldenhauer. I'm one of the founding partners of Sunfish. We are an early stage VC that invests in uh, deep tech companies in CE, predominantly in Poland. Fantastic. And Max, what are you currently investing in? So deep tech is a broad field, right? And it's kind of a buzzword a lot of people are actually using. For us, actually, deep tech is what we say. It's the companies we want to invest in. They are having a technological innovation in the core of their of their business. And they are a technical founding team that has extraordinary technical skills. So that's basically how we see deep tech. We're not limited to machine learning or uh, cryptography, but these are some of the areas we do invest in. And what have you enjoyed most about your investment journey? What excites you about it? So I think in the end, I'm, I'm still more an entrepreneur than I'm an investor. So I have been the first 10 years of my career, I have created slash co-created five companies. Then I started business angel investing with the first returns I generated. And now I changed the side. So I still enjoy most actually spending time with the entrepreneurs, getting to know about their idea, their teams, their visions. So this from the very beginning, i.e. from the first meeting, through due diligence, but also later on once we have actually invested in those companies. So looking back, why do you think you managed to be so successful as an entrepreneur? Um, be, being successful as an entrepreneur, I think there is people who've been much more successful as entrepreneurs. I think uh, uh, I like building stuff, right? This is the first, I was never formally employed. I started right out of university building companies and it's a lot of learning on the job right because back then when I started about 20 years ago there was no entrepreneurship lessons at school there was no e-commerce told at school right so it's it, it was a lot of learning on the job and having the opportunity to to try this uh, uh, to, to learn building a company from scratch with investors money right and I think uh, you make some on your first company you make some uh, some errors the mistakes, then on the second one, you hopefully make other ones and you really learn it along the way. And I think uh, learning this from from scratch and doing it over again makes you make less and less uh, mistakes later on. And I think you, you start making better decisions and you hopefully as an investor 
can uh, uh, enable your portfolio companies to uh, learn from you, right? And to not make the mistakes you've made in the past. Yes, absolutely. And um, so Max, what would you say is, is the biggest mistake that uh, entrepreneurs do when they pitch their decks to you? Um, so I think the what sometimes is a little bit irritating that some founders, they're looking at, uh, especially if you talk about technical founders, they're looking uh, at the uh, very much from a product and tech side to, to their solution and less from a market side, right? So they really have potentially a great, a great product and a great solution, but uh, they sometimes have a hard time actually mapping it to the market needs and the problems in the market. So I think that's what we are seeing uh, a lot in, uh, I would say, developed, uh, uh, underdeveloped or less developed or developing countries. So especially in the market we are in, in CE and in Poland, you have great, really like great engineering talent. Uh, that's definitely also a result of the very good education also in the last, uh, in the years uh, uh, prior uh, 1990, right, in the areas of math, computer science. So you have this engineering talent, uh, but uh, even back then there was very little education around everything business, sales and business development. So I think that is, uh, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why there you have great products and great technology, but it's not always uh, to the point where this is going to what would you say makes a good founder? A good founder is someone who is persistent, who is not giving up uh, if he's hitting the wall. I think a lot of people, uh, they see on the media some uh, uh, successful uh, entrepreneurs and they think it's, uh, this is the, uh, the perfect career path they want to pursue. But then they realize that there's very few entrepreneurs who make it right at first time right that before you get to that billion dollar valuation you might have uh, years and years uh, where you have to fight for survival where you're hitting the wall where an investor jumps off a funding round in the last second where you're close to closing down your company where you have to lay off people because you don't have enough money where you can't sleep because you don't know how you're going to pay people next month right so i think you have to be willing to really fight uh, uh, against these kind of uh, problems, right? So I think being able to do this, to really uh, fight hard and not give up, I think that's important. And especially at uh, at seed and early stage where we invest, we know that most likely it's uh, your product will have to pivot somewhere around uh, 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 around the way to success, right? So. You, you have to be able to constantly challenge your product and everything and to be able to adapt. So Max, we told you that we are well known for uplifting people out of poverty through our investments in emerging markets and bringing awareness to this. Our second thing that we are well known for is our really, really awful jokes. So I have to ask you, why did the bicycle fall over? Oh, most likely because it wasn't moving. Because it was too tired. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs>
So, um, Matt, why are leopards not good at playing hide and seek? Okay, I'm not trying to guess this time. Okay, because they are always spotted. <laughs> right. So, um, just to get back on us, Max, can you see any uh, like a common connection among all your successes? I think the most successful uh, teams that we have in our portfolio is if you have a combination of different experts in different disciplines, right? So even if and if people are working on solving a problem with having specialists and extraordinary people from different technical or disciplines working on that, I think these are the these are the most innovative solutions on the one hand, and those also have to a certain extent a defendable USP because there's little people that have that same skill set, right? So if you combine brilliant medical doctors with brilliant computer engineers and brilliant chemists, for example, right? This is a combination that in the digital health space can lead great, uh, uh, very good uh, uh, products and solutions, right? So this is, I think, if you look at, uh, at our portfolio companies, bringing those combinations together. One other company, they have a, a great uh, engineer and a great lawyer. Uh, um, so that's also a, a good combination in the area where, where they're actually So Max, a war story. Tell us something that you're proud of and something that you're ashamed of. All right, that's... Uh... Uh, there's a lot of, I think, being proud, I think I'm proud of uh, 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 enabling uh, uh, people to uh, be successful, right? Enabling entrepreneurs to become successful by making it, uh, by bringing on board good co-investors, by opening the contacts to a, uh, acquire later on. So I think it's, uh, it's always, in the end, as an investor, you're standing at the sidelines and looking at it. But doing your best to enable those people to to become successful, I think that's it's abstract. But that's kind of without really naming names. That's that's something I I, I being proud of. Uh, being ashamed of, that's a little bit maybe that's a little bit harder. It's a little bit harder. So I think I don't have anything on top of my mind here. Can you maybe share with us like um, a main challenge that you faced and how you overcame it? Well, there was uh, uh, definitely a challenge with one of our portfolio companies where shortly after our second investment, actually the founder left the company, actually abused company funds to uh, open a competing business behind our back. So, so uh, uh, I think that was challenging what you do with a company when the founder leaves, build belief in the company, in the team and the market, and really trying to, uh, uh, yeah, place a founder who is of course like the single most important reason to invest in a company especially at that early stage trying uh, yeah to s save the company and enable the company to uh, to survive finding the right people filling the void so i think that was definitely a challenge that used a lot of our time as investors in the end we were able to successfully exit the company nevertheless i think that definitely was a challenge uh, to take such an active role in a company. So, um, Max, 
where is your deal flow coming from? Well, um, so we started when we entered the and Poland uh, about uh, three and a half years ago. We started uh, very systematically building our network amongst investors and co-investors, amongst universities and research institutions. So basically, we tried to tap every single community there there was, get to know as many people as possible. Nowadays, I'd say deal flow is a coming from, and this is the best one, is actually deal flow coming from uh, entrepreneurs, right? People we have invested in, people we have not invested in, entrepreneurs that referring their peers to us as investors because they had positive interactions with us. I think that is kind of maybe not the biggest number, but the highest quality deal flow. Then there is, of course, from co-investors, existing uh, co-investors that uh, want us to come on board but also out of university and technology transfer center. Cool. So we are now coming to the end of our show and I'm going to go with the three super fast questions. So how it works, I'm going to ask you three super fast questions and you've got to answer in one word or one sentence. Are you ready, Max? I'm ready. So who is your biggest inspiration? My biggest, yeah, one of my biggest inspirations is uh, multiple founders who are uh, able to do uh, replicate their success several times, uh, one after the other. Of course, it's someone's. A lot of people are naming them, but Elon Musk, who's repeatedly innovating at large scale, I think that's definitely an idol. So Elon Musk, hottest industry right now. Quantum computing. And how do you define success? It's uh, uh, being uh, or achieving uh, or helping other people being successful is for me the biggest success. I like that. I like that. Thank you so much, Max. Oh, wait, I actually forgot. I have one more question. Why don't dinosaurs talk? (laughs) All right, go ahead. (laughs) Well, because they did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. One last terrible joke to wrap it up. Thanks so much, Mac. You've been absolutely great. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye.